Checking your emails and taking your calls. Ignorant and uninformed. Get one on the hizzy. Yeah, it'd be great to do two. That's the goal. Sweet. I'm into it. <laughs> Otherwise, we'll be in this situation next week again. Yes. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Ignorant and Forward, America's favorite podcast. We're coming to you live from beautiful Keystone, Colorado, via the magic of the interwebs, snowy and blowy today. Uh, it's mm-hmm. quite cold. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're we're in our office. Max has the salad center. This is your podcast where we take your topics and turn them into our show. And Max is going to tell you how to become a part of it. But first, before I tell you how to become a part of it, I'm going to give tremendous shout outs to Jeff for doing something that we've talked about doing for, I mean, how long have we been promising sainthood certificates and all of that? Uh, uh, months, a year? I don't know. I'm pro- definitely more than months. But one has been designed. Jeff designed one, which is fucking rad. So thank you, man. Uh, yeah. Uh, and then if you would like to become a saint, if you would like to see one of these beautiful certificates that Jeff has made and call yourself a saint uh at various places should you choose uh you you don't have to you don't have to perform two miracles you don't have to die you can just uh give us a topic uh or a couple of topics actually that that Mm -hmm. would be best because first we're going to give you a t-shirt uh honestly and then if you send us some more we haven't decided on how many uh uh is the magic number of topics to attain maybe maybe a trinity i don't know is a trinity oh holy trinity i feel like that's pretty cheap though man Okay. Uh, six. Maybe yeah, maybe like the six or seven range, somewhere in there. I want to okay. feel okay. Um, Thirteen is that too many? It's probably too many. <laughs> I don't know though, but I mean, I think we think of like who we have sainted, right? And like they've probably hit thirteen topics. Oh, I would say you know, like Jay. Easily. Jay usually sends in like four at a time. Coach yeah. the same. You know, Audrey and Rachel the same uh i mean you do the math it's probably dad. close to 13 a year for some of those folks it's true i mean i have a giant spreadsheet that has like all of our the titles and the questions okay. and okay. The, like who sent the topics in but okay. i've never actually you need to sort by name that, uh, sort by name count them up maybe except then my bad spelling is gonna have everything all fucked up too because oh, you know um but yeah, anyway, you could become a saint. You could play along. You could get free shit from us. And it's fun and we appreciate it. So please help us keep doing this podcast. That's really yeah. all we want. Yeah. Um, and there's a couple Maybe ways. These things will look really good framed up. So yeah. <laughs> that is a sweet certificate. Like it would definitely look good in an office, uh, depending on your setting, right? Like how cheeky yeah. you're allowed to be. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, uh, it looks legit too. Just don't read too close. It, no, it for looks sure. legit. Yeah. From a distance, yeah, yeah, it looks like straight up diploma style. Uh-huh. Uh, we'll have to get it printed on good paper. I was thinking about that. No, I was right. thinking that real heavy stock, good yeah. paper. Yeah. And then I was also thinking about like shipping it. Maybe like we'll have to figure that out too, right? Because if it's all like crinkled and fucked up, you know, like, no, you t-shirt. can get not there, there exists nice photo envelopes that yeah. you can't bend. Yeah, yeah, we would have so. to use those as opposed to the like janky manila folder that you're yeah. you sure will come in. Uh, yeah. But I mean, that's the whole point about the sainthood and all of that jazz. Like, yeah. it, it's a it's a leveling up process. So uh, anyway, you can get your certificate of sainthood, and it will be glorious. And you can uh, hit us up via Twitter's or Instagram at Iganon. You can send us a message via Facebook. Uh, Ignorant Uninformed has its own page. You can. 
friend that page and send us a topic that way uh you can click the submit a topic button if you are on our website and just be like boop and then fill it out and it goes right to us or you can email us ignorant and uninformed at gmail.com and uh yeah that's how you get the topics to us that's how you become a saint that's how you get a t-shirt that's how all the things happen yep yep very much realizing my office is not childproofed at all. So, <laughs> so I got you, up. I got up because he say- found a bag of ball bearings in this toy of wood blocks <laughs> that I found, and uh, and and I was like, "Oh crap!" And as soon as I got up, just like my headphone cable—I don't know—something caught in the whole rig, just <laughs> fell over, and I was like, "F." So. Dude. You need yeah. to give him a nip of that uh, desk whiskey you got. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there you go, man. That Teven whiskey. That's not, like not a favorite sure Teven whiskey is. Dude, that's a favorite story of my dad. Like he will tell like goddamn anybody that that was like what he would do, scotch on the gums, man. <laughs> and if I was like being a shit if I was being a shitty sleeper, uh yeah, scotch on the gums and watching MTV because it was like one of the first 24-hour channels nice. you know Damn right we, and me and mtv were both born the same year Hell that's yeah. awesome year well i i would love to try it but i feel like if my wife found out i'd very quickly <laughs> not have a wife but oh well wrong. none of the three of us would say anything i'm sure but uh i can't I mean, we'd have to to the podcast. Yeah. yes we would uh <laughs> Well, all right. Roscoe Tealeaf, uh, quickly on his way to getting a certificate of sainthood. He's up for sainthood. Um, he's he's gunning for it, for sure. This, uh, uh, playing playing to some of our strengths, uh, your first best TTRPG experience. Roscoe Tealeaf. And Jeff's eyes go wide. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's like if someone would have given us a football topic and then, like, that would have been, I would have been like five answers that yep. just won't be as interesting as y'all's, but maybe. Uh, we'll see. I mean, I feel like any game, like any fun game story, be it like video games or uh, uh, tabletop role playing games, will no, I'm t- no, we're talking no, we're going D. I know. We're good. My my answer is not D and D. Actually, my answer is oh, Warhammer forty thousand. Yeah, Warhammer forty thousand from Games Workshop. So I was in high school, and I had to take an art class, and it was it was a it was I I consider it a pivotal moment in my life because I was I felt like there were two paths that I could have gone down, and I chose. I think I chose one over the other, but I clandestinely like kept kept an interest in in so so in this art class, I was seated next to like a very good looking girl uh, in who was in my class. She was one of the popular kids, but she just had to take the class for an elective or whatever. And her brother, who was a senior and like you know football player, like just really like popular guy. And I was a sophomore and, uh, and she was a sophomore. And then this other kid who was a freshman and like total dingus, like just nerd alert city, like, you know, three wolves, t-shirt ratty, you know, like, like unkempt hair sort of smelled funny, 
Like not, you know, hygiene was not a big thing for him. And I was somewhere in between those two worlds of like the terribly unpopular and the, and the popular kids. What'd you get? That's a piece of foam. Let's put that away. Um, and at least there's no sharp edges. Go on. I was trying to impress like this senior kid and his super hot sister. And so I was like, I want to be really cool. Like, so I was like, that was our table of four. It was like the two popular kids. The oh, uh, okay, okay. So this is okay, 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 okay. Yeah, so it was like our art table that we had to pick. Yeah, it's a shoe. And then we, uh, so I was very much trying to like get in with the popular kids. But then we, so we had we had an assignment where you could draw whatever you wanted to, like you know, like with colored pencils or whatever it was at the time. Um. And, uh, uh, so I, so I don't remember what I drew like buildings or something. And he drew this ship, like, an it was a, like this crazy solar sail looking space science fictiony type thing. And I was like, Oh, that's interesting. What is that? He's like, Oh, it's an Eldar Corsair. And I was like, I'm sorry, what? And like, I waited until the, you know, the other kids were like doing something else, the, like the guy and his sister, uh, Stephanie and and Luke, I think were their names. Um, and I was like, oh, okay, well, you know, I don't want to be, and I I don't want to be like, you know, talking about this nerdy shit when this guy's around. And he's like, yeah, from this game called Battlefleet Gothic and Warhammer Forty Thousand. And I was like, yeah, that's okay, whatever. How do you spell that? And like, and then they, you know, they must have come back to the table at the time. And I was like, oh god. So it was. So I, I I just felt like I was like hiding something from these popular kids to get in. But of course I went to the comic book store and I looked up Warhammer 40K and I looked at the book and I was like, oh, this is like a battle game too. Like it's not just spaceship level combat. It's like squad on squad combat. And so I realized you could get, um, you know, like an army built. And so of course I start, I bought the little starter kit. I painted up five space Marines and I was hooked, baby. I made my, but I never let anybody know because at the time it was still, it wasn't popular to be like a nerd. You know, it wasn't like nerd culture was certainly not at the fore, comic books and all that stuff. So I was, I always liked Star Wars and I'd, you know, Lord of the Rings, I saw the movie first before I read the books. Uh, so the book, the movie came out, you know, so I wasn't really into nerd culture and I certainly didn't want to be known as a guy who was into nerd culture at the time in my high school, but I secretly was amassing a Warhammer 40k army. And then I had to have more than one so I could like introduce my friends to it so we could actually play the game. And then, oh, the pencil. Thank you. So uh, I always kept my love secret of Warhammer 40k because I feel like I sort of chose to pursue like being popular. I wanted to be popular. Um, and so I, I got involved in like after school activities and sports and things like that, that I thought popular kids did. And I, and I ended up going into, you know, the really popular thing was drama club. No, but I went into that and that ended up developing some charisma skills. And so that was, that was uh, probably the most helpful thing that I learned in high school. But, and then, you know, I got a superlative. I was like best sense of humor. What I think was what I, so I was fairly popular in a very large, uh, school. My graduating class was like 500 something people. So, so. so you're saying at your Gwyneth Paltrow sliding doors moment, you made the yes. choice to pursue popularity, but you succeeded at, by virtue of like the superlative and like attaining that level of, of popularity. 
And also that it was like the beginning of, you know, I mean, I think a lot of us make choices in that age range to become popular, to want to be popular, to pursue that sort of shit. Um, however, then like looking at your life now, you know, the first models, you know, you taught a workshop of painting models for a dungeon at a Dungeons and Dragons convention not that long ago. And so sure it's sure interesting did. how, you know, that seed first gets planted and then, you know, sometimes it takes a while to sprout and certainly to fruit, you know, sometimes yeah. those, it's and only then, those mature trees. And then of course my next, you know, gateway drug was Dungeons and Dragons or my next level. And that was when I met Max was, I was going to say, can you have a, can you have a next gateway drug? I feel like it's like, there's just it was one the next echelon. Like I guess my, my next echelon. Uh, uh, yeah. The oh. next, the next deep dive I did. And then for a long time, like even through college and I was, I was mainly a theater kid. I was doing theater kids stuff. So I didn't really, you know, I watched nerdy movies and star Wars and stuff and uh, read some comics and things like that. But I, I never really, I, I retired my Warhammer minis for many a year mm -hmm. uh, starting in high school and through college. And then when my dad moved out of our house, um, mm -hmm in when i was in college i think there was a big there was a very large purge of some of those uh items and i remember being very upset by that and then i didn't really get into it again until oh man probably like 2013 or so like around the time i got married i got i started getting back into it because i don't even remember why but i started watching youtube channels and there was this channel called mini wargaming it sort of reignited my my passion for it and by that point i had missed three or four different editions of the game so i was like I don't know. but yeah that's a that's a good that's a good story about the way that you got hooked on uh, uh this lifestyle of yours it's and then and i think it was it was honestly because of my group of friends up here that i sort of re-embraced that part of myself and and led with that you're welcome yeah yes and we shall start them young yes you will be nerding out with all of us my son <laughs> ryan's in the studio in my office with me today because his mom has work yeah and we didn't hey, arrange man. a babysitter let's not touch and that and so here we are Hey, that's cool, man. Hey, we so, recorded, recorded that... podcast with Jeff's familiar. Uh, she's, mm -hmm. a, she's adorable. There's no yeah. reason why you can't have uh, yeah. your familiar. And yet, I remember like, like Benji had uh, Riley in the studio a couple of times back in the day. Okay. Okay. Uh, in, I think she was a little younger than this, but yeah, I, I want to say active. maybe like car seat. She's, yeah. Yeah. She just stayed in the car seat at that point. Yeah. yeah. And just like getting rocked with her foot. Yeah, man. Hey, we're a kid friendly podcast in some ways. Yes, just don't listen. But yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. Yeah, you can't listen. Yeah. Like, I mean, whatever. Oh, I still don't I just still don't know about that, man. Just because of bad words. Come on. You're right. Bad words are, you know, not the end of the world. Uh no. You should not drink that. <laughs> That's is, dad's whiskey. Is it is it rotten? <laughs> like, uh, I don't know. Is it congealed like or Smells a little vinegary, so I'm not oh. sure what was in there. It's but, grown fur. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah, pops is fermenting some delicious hard <laughs> cider in his office. You know, uh, it's been that they kind shorted of. Shorted me on my yeah. They shorted me on my on my order last week. 
We ordered yeah. some hard ciders for the bar, and they never showed up. And they said they oh, did. They were on the inventory. Yeah. Over Lame here, man. Lame, yeah. man. The driver drank them, man. Not cool. I think he did. He had a few few too many on the way over. Well, He's like, well I got to get rid of the evidence. Hey, man. None of us are, uh, none of us are saints. Technically. Nor are we. I mean, yeah. We haven't given topics to the show, I don't think. No. Yeah. I, want, uh, I mean, I, yeah, we're not technically. I don't think the, the I did. I have the order. Can I was going to ask. I was just about to ask if you have, since you know you were oh. uh, prior to joining. Yeah, yeah, of I course, did. of course. Was the sainthood um, thing a? Um, did I feel like that was a post Benji invention? Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. that, like this. That's just been in the past couple of years. We've talked about that. Yeah, yeah. I have no idea. Uh, when and how it started it has just become a thing uh, mm-hmm. that's bled into other parts of like you know our religious status as an organization and uh yeah yeah, yeah the profiting yeah. yeah we are a non-profit tax-free so. yeah buddy for all them internet dollars yeah. we make it's finally those profits that's right back to sainthood and worthy causes <laughs> uh uh jeff do you want to talk about your uh, any memorable stories or you want me to uh uh take the ball i mean mine's a shorter story because i just think about when you would always ask me to come check out the D game and god it was probably for years i don't even know yeah we were like and then whatever I i'm too cool for that i'm not gonna come yeah here it's like, I, don't know. I don't know and then i i went in the first couple times i've just hung yeah. out and watched and I remember yep. distinctly laying on your floor and falling asleep <laughs> while you guys were playing. Okay. <laughs> okay. To be fair, my floor has been kind to you. Not that you spent yeah, a lot I, of... A spot I had slept in before. So. <laughs> I was going to say. Yeah, when you and Yosemite Sam kicked it and became, exactly. became real tight. Exactly. Sadly, I hadn't eaten any fungus, but... <laughs> It might have been more fun if I had. I mean, maybe. Yeah, no, I, it's funny. So, because like Jeff and I, we both worked at this sports bar restaurant, and like I was a bartender, he was a manager, and like I, there weren't a whole lot of people that shared the nerdiness of that would be like into D and D. But like you and I always had great conversations oh, at yeah. work, and we would talk about real shit and like have fun. And so, mm-hmm. you know, like. It's important to keep recruitment up if you have people mm-hmm. lose, like leave. And so, like, I, yeah, I always oh, like yeah. you and Tony, man. Oh, um, yeah. And so I'm glad. Do you remember what finally, like, cracked the, uh, your <laughs> your defenses? God, I have no idea. I don't remember. Yeah, I think fair. I got mean- I think I felt I got I felt bad for saying no so much. There you go. <laughs> Persistence <laughs> and nagging and wearing them down. It works sometimes uh, um shit. and then of course the unfortunate end of that story is that like when you did show up everyone else showed up too and so it was just a big fucking no i mean it was i feel like from that time till when recruitment went nuts we played for a little bit yeah with That's not a, there weren't enough people I, if yeah yeah like there'd be maybe the dm and then three of us yeah. Yeah, we started, but again, we were playing second edition, which is a little harder to learn now that I No, I've that was confusing both. as fuck. <laughs> oh, yeah. like, explain Thacko again? Dude, I just could not wrap my head around that shit. Yeah, man. I tell you what, I was looking at an old 2E character sheet with like the little conversion chart at the bottom. <laughs> and like 
I was just like, man, why, what? So my, uh, it was Leo dress. It was the framed one that I have on my, uh, uh, the one where Debbie and I, like, were she was the druid that turned into a dragon. Oh, I'm very aware. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, my, I was level 17, and my Thacko was negative, my armor class was negative 16. My Thacko was four. And, like, with my Holy Maul, it was like two. It was like, I couldn't miss except on a one. Mm-hmm. Like, for, well, for low armor class. But I was like, if my armor class was negative 16... If I if I was facing myself, like I would have had to have rolled a like a like a modified twenty, right? Like with yeah, my you can't even do the math hit. now. I know. Now <laughs> I'm like I, I am so confused. If I couldn't your Thacko was then, two and your armor class. class was negative sixteen, you couldn't have rolled a nineteen. You would have missed on a nineteen. Yeah, yeah, and a one, obviously, right? Because my Thacko, yeah, with my holy maul, it was mm-hmm. two. Mm-hmm. But so, there were like characters who you had a th- who had a Thacko of like negative, right? Like you had negative Thacko. Well, like, sure. If you could have negative armor classes, why couldn't you have negative Thackos? Yeah, that was the craziness. That's what I remember. <laughs> I, uh, well, this is great because you set up my story of complete infiltration and confusion wonderfully. Uh, yes. Because I was literally, I was in middle school. I went to a computer camp with uh, Dr. Andy. And our other friend, Josh, in middle school, uh, both of which I hope to have on uh, whatever the, like, podcasty show for the channel ends up being. Um, both nice. have agreed, which is great. And, I mean, one is, like, an engineer for Dell and, like, I don't know, research and design and computers. And the other one's an anesthesiologist. And I'll be curious to talk to them about how the game has influenced them. But we're at computer camp. And I had never really even heard of Dungeons and Dragons. I think at that point I may have played Magic, but that might not be true. That might have come later. I, I can't quite recall which came first. Interesting. But um, I very vividly remember like walking in, and I've asked them this story to corroborate it because you know memory is a, a fragile thing when it comes to you know thinking and thirty Benji years. Always said, My medicine makes me forget. Yeah, no, I have smoked some weed and done some drugs since then, and so. Uh, uh, yeah, but I remember walking in and they're like, it was at this college, Ursuline College, and it was in the summers. And there was just like walking into this dorm, shitty college dorms, and there was a group of people sitting at a table off to the left. And uh, I had no idea. We went to our room and like it turned out, you know, they're like, oh my God, they were playing Dungeons and Dragons. And like, I, I remember sitting in the room that night, that first night, and like, I think like hearing them talk about how like they both really wanted to play, but they were both a little too shy. And so for whatever reason, I remember like walking up that table and just being like, Hey, can I play? Uh, And they were like, have you ever played before? And I was like, yeah, which of course I hadn't. And so then I like sat there and tried to figure it out. They gave me a Thrycreen cleric. We were on dark sun. uh, And I'm pretty sure I was like an earth cleric. And, uh, yeah, I remember being completely confused. Like I, you know, 12 year old Max gets handed a character sheet. We just talked about how complicated it was for Jeff. How old were you when you showed up at D and D? Oh gosh. I was in my early thirties at that Great. point. College degree. Uh, <laughs> uh, and like, but you know, and so like, I just remember being completely confused and like nervous that I was going to get found out. But then at like other extra, you know, at other activities, like talking to, Alex, who is the DM and talking to this kid, Kyle, and who is like a dual class thief wizard and, and uh, uh, Uriah, who everyone called money, but I, I can't remember what his character was. And just like, 
just talking about the game and trying to learn. And I remember like Josh and Andy sitting behind me the whole time, just like watching and paying attention and spending the evenings, like going back, trying to figure out like them trying to explain to me, like what the hell was going on and figure (laughs) out what was happening in this game that I was playing, but we were all neighborhood kids. And so like that got them interested in playing and they learned enough through my uh, terrible infiltration and uh that like we started our own group with like the three of us and uh yeah and then i i put the books away during college and and high school and picked them up again uh, when we got here courtesy of more friends and borders yeah and uh yeah yeah that's, that's, I mean, that's how the D and D group started. Was was Borders employees, right? Like well, Bradley. Guess, Bradley was Bradley a, was yeah a, was the bartender at like my first one of my first restaurant gigs, and so I don't remember. I mean, did I you think, recruit all the Borders people, or did the Borders people recruit your group of friends? How did that work? Well, I didn't have any friends, man. I didn't move up here. I moved up here with my girlfriend at the time. I didn't know anybody, and so all of my friends came through work, and so Dave Blake and I were shelving books and like the sci fi section. And I think I like just making conversation and he may have brought it up, but then like outdoor Dave walked by and like had the tattoo. And so then I, and I'm guessing that probably caused me to ask people at the Fritz, at which point Bradley was like, yeah. And then it was the four of us, man. And, and that's where it started. So follow up question. The first conversation you had with Dave Blake was also the first conversation you had with Outdoor Dave. Was it like, or was it? What was I mean, it like I, around the yeah, same, like literally no, no, the first I think time you were talking about D and D. That whole conversation happened at once. Sort of. Well, no. So, like, we you know we were at Borders, right? So, as you recall, we had different tasks that we were doing, and we would change every hour. So, Dave and I were shelving. Dave Blake and I were shelving books and like having a conversation, and Dave Dunlap walked by and was like, what are you guys talking about? Dungeons and Dragons? And like pulls up his arm, you know, he pulls up his sleeve and he's got a tattoo from the second edition monsters manual. But like he was on his way back to the back rooms. And so like he just walked by and just dropped, you know, dropped that comment and left. And so I'm sure, um, you know, that was enough to the next time we cross paths, whether it was like the registers or the info desk or what have you, like, like, oh, you guys thinking about getting up a game? And so, yeah. You know, it's fucked up. I just up remembered my echo was negative 16 because I had an arm of valor on, like, because it was crazy. Okay, sorry, Jeff. Go ahead. I was, I was just laughing about how much time I used to spend at that Borders before I knew any of you guys. <laughs> and that we were probably standing next to each other. And, yeah, it's just funny to me. Oh, I, I'm sure of it. I man. used to go to Borders multiple times a week and spend hours just looking around and shit. That's so I like bookstores. fucking funny. Uh, yeah, dude. I mean, like, I literally started there like the month after it opened, and yeah. so it's so funny. Like, yeah, that's I never really had put that together, but yeah, mm-hmm. no, I'm sure we cross paths a million times. Mm-hmm. Did you guys have uh, to yeah, work in the cafe, or was that a separate deal? I I did. Okay. I well, I got recruited to do that. Like, they it you have to go through a separate training to do that, and so. Am I, and that oh no, no 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 oh you're great man no i was I saying like when it became 
no, no, no. I was pointing like I was pointing to you because when it became a separate training, that's when I was like out of the cafe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, no, no, no. I'm good. Yeah, because it switched <laughs> at one point. It was it was like just Borders Cafe, and it was like anybody could mm-hmm. do it with a little mm-hmm. bit of training or something. Just yeah. like, hey, here's how you do this. Turn the coffee yeah. on, and then but then it was like Seattle's best partnered with Borders because yeah. Starbucks partnered with Barnes and Noble. Yeah, and so you had to go through the you had to become a Seattle's best, which is barista owned by position. Starbucks anyway. So you had to do the whole barista training. And uh, <laughs> Donna, uh, our manager there, was uh, re- sort of was like, hey, are you interested in working in the cafe? And I was like, I don't know. They're like, well, you get tips. And I said, okay, I'm in. <laughs> and at the time, you're going to take off your jacket, buddy? And that's how they get you. No, I was, how- see, like, that was the thing is that, like, they went – that it went from like every hour you would like jump around, which I think is a great way to structure a job as far as yeah, um, especially a job where, yeah. even yeah, the manager would... changed every hour. It was like, who's the adult in charge? Oh, it's yeah. Stacy. Oh, it's James. Oh, it's Donna. Oh, it's you know. But when they were like, oh yeah, hey, if you become cafe, you're only gonna be in the cafe. I was like, Mm-mm. no, not that, for me. That and they told me that wouldn't end up happening, and it ended up happening. Like I would work. <laughs> what? I like, one, I had maybe one day a week where I was where I was crossing over and I you, did DVDs or something. You stop. There's they no lied. way they I believe that. that. Um, um. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that was pretty ridiculous. But yeah, it, man. You know, other than that, but. And it's funny because Jeff, you actually you taught me something very important about tabletop experiences and uh, having fun with role playing games in general. And it's a difficult thing to apply to life broadly, but like specifically speaking, like the more that I think about it, like my favorite moments around the tables, like are not when you beat the big bad guy, are not when you like save the world like i've always felt a bit of a letdown in those moments sure um there's like just that disappointment but the like belly laughs to tears Mm -hmm. that happen when like you when someone rolls a one in like a very particular moment and or if it's like a cascade of just slapstick failure oh yeah um, but it's true. Like those are the most fun moments mm-hmm. uh, for me in those games. It's just that, like, there's just terrible, terrible instances of failure. Oh yeah. No, we, uh, we used to talk that to me, the, the funnest parts of the night were when everything went to shit. Yeah. And then how do you deal with it? Cause it yeah. was fucking funny. I used to root for ones for that reason. <laughs> Cause like Nick would be, it would, he would make it fun, you yeah. know? It's not punishing. It was just fun. Yeah. No, it just takes like a change. It's a, just a detour, man. Yeah. Like, oh, hey, mm-hmm. working the road. We got to do this now. Mm-hmm. Um, and and caravans, why, too. So. And caravans. Well, who doesn't love caravans and pitons? And uh... <laughs> some of the best times we ever had were on that caravan. And don't you forget it. <laughs> You guys fought a vampire lord who was buried in dirt. <laughs> that was cool. In That's the Marsh cool. of the Dead Men. Hey, Jeff like, found Jeff found his sweetheart. Yeah. Yeah, Jeff had a stage five clinger. Yeah. That was amazing. <laughs> that, was, that was a fun, that was a good time. That was a good caravan. Yeah, it was a good, good caravan. Four months, four months of that caravan. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I mean, yes, that was also like, well, this is also. Travel time. 
Well, I mean, also we bear, yeah. I mean, would it have been tedious if we actually spent a month of, you know, but it was a monthly game. We played once a month. And so like there was four months of caravanning as opposed to if you're playing a <laughs> weekly game and there's, you know, a month of caravanning, like they're equally yeah. as, um, but with just that like expansion in time, yeah, time so. dimension. Well, I think ever, but ever since I got into D and I mean, I've played multiple tabletop role playing games, both physical and just like you know, paper, paper and pen RPGs, and it's expanded my horizons. And I've I've enjoyed learning different systems. It got me into board games in a in a way I never really thought it would. You know, like I was a casual Monopoly player, Trivial Pursuit every now and then. But now I'm like, the more complicated your rule set, the better. Bring it on. <laughs> Like I need even. four books yeah. that are ninety-five pages of dude. Yeah. No. So much. Not even on Steam. Yeah. Uh that's fair. When I get it. When when playing a tabletop game becomes like a college course, it's like, dude, <laughs> fuck this. I'm but out. That's just me. Yeah. yeah it's too man. much. Too much. Dude, I wholeheartedly respect that. I <laughs> absolutely get it i will say it's made me like i am not a huge fan of playing competitive games anymore like i have a lot more fun playing collaborative games so if given Mm -hmm. the choice that is where i will gravitate Mm -hmm. Uh, i would agree like i i will choose a cooperative game over like a cutthroat like i have to be like even i used to love risk and i still like i will choose you know, as opposed to a risk or a settlers of Catan where there can only be one winner, I will choose like it's we all win or we all lose together, like a uh, Forbidden Island or something. I will choose that over any of those games. I like risk for me, and I'm curious to hear where you would how like because I'm sure you played some risk in your day, Jeff. Very little. I never liked oh. it. Okay, fair. Why not? Took too fucking long. Yeah, I get that. Sure. Um, sure. And to my like, yeah, I remember playing a bunch in high school, but always being like, once it was decide. I mean, once it was a cold war. Once there was two superpowers that were like, <laughs> okay, uh, like I just kind of checked out, even if I was one of the with, superpowers. Mm, was like, know, with I, continents in the balance. That's what always bugged me about that game. Was like you would lose and win South America like three times in a row. Yeah, you know, like the in, in its entirety, because to get to sweep the board, you got to like amass a huge army and then you got to trace the path up through all the countries to like wipe them out and there's always yeah. one holdout it's yeah like, oh god well and i mean the you know, it's a game the- well but it's a game based on dice man chance plays a part and so like dude if defenders are sitting there rolling sixes man like and i've seen people ties, who could have made up yeah, I could. I've seen people who could have made a bunch of money on the craps table with <laughs> some of those like risks runs they did of defending, yeah. and like you just break the backbone of the aggressor army, and it's like, oh, okay. And then the next, then you know, and then they come sweep through, and then like they're all depleted, and they come sweep. And yeah, just, whatever. And I cash in my three soldier cards, and I get an extra forty <laughs> dudes. Yeah, and then I do the same thing you just did. But now I get 45 dudes. Yeah, exactly. Then it maxes out at 50. And then you're like, oh, exactly. Thank God. Well, that's, uh, that's overtime. For oh, hot today. damn. So, yeah. So bonus. Was, yes. So, Hey, thanks for downloading and listening to ignorant and uninformed. Yes. Ryan liked it too. <laughs> yeah. Thanks buddy. Uh, thanks for joining us today. 
on our podcast. We've had a blast. Make sure you check us out on the social medias. Uh, should they still exist after a couple months or so? You can twank us on the Twitter. I'm not. I'm not too. Uh, not too sure about that one. Is going to pan out at Eganon. Facebook.com slash Informed. Uh, send us an email. That's probably the best way to do it. I don't think email's going anywhere because, <laughs> um, you know, our grandmas still use it. So that's uh, topics at, no, it's not. It's ignorantuninformed at gmail.com. One day I will remember it. Oh, when you, you go five good. years saying it one way. You're like 95. Uh, you know. You're like 95% easy. Yeah. You know. Uh, well, hey, we're going to be back next week with a brand new Epidose. Send us your topics to those things I just listed. And you too could become a saint. Get a t-shirt. We'll see you next time. Uh, Peace off, my friends. Nice.